Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Let's talk about 5G. Exactly what is it? I know my cell phone right now is 4G. I see it up there at the top. What, what's 5? It's the next generation of cellular technology. Used to be 3, obviously, it used to be right? 2. I remember when it was 2, and every 10 years they seem to roll out a different cellular technology. So the idea here is that there are no real testing that's been going on with 5G. It's being rolled out without any biological test to prove that it's safe on animals, on human beings, or even in nature. What's really the difference between 4G and 5G in terms of safety? Well, it has different types of waves, George. The 4G has the microwaves. This has a different type of wave Uh that hasn't been really used on humans before, at least not publicly in, in, in the environment, and that is a kind of millimeter wave. So we don't really know how it's going to affect us, quite frankly. And in order to utilize the 5G, it's going to be sighted with a 4G antenna, which means you're going to have a densification of antennas all over the place. Technically, what will a 5G do in terms of uh, its performance? Faster download and better connectivity. Ah, And that's what people want. They want speed, don't they? They want speed at the risk of their health. Yes, indeed. So you send a text, it'll be even faster than it is now, which is pretty darn fast. Right, but we don't really need it, do we? And I, you know what? I think we're fast enough right now. <laughs> I think but we'll find out with phone calls to see if people want to go with 5G. And, and they basically, the idea here is that it, it isn't completely rolled out. It's still being developed. It's still in the developmental stage. And there's a lot of confusion about what it involves and whether it's, in fact, arrived in certain cities. But what we're finding is when they try it out, in certain cities, people get all kinds of EMF symptoms. There's a lot of problems with headaches and nausea, ear ringing, dizziness, as well as problems with digestive issues. So we know that whatever's happening with 4G starts to become even more magnified. How, I know they're rolling out 5G, but how soon will it really get out there? Well, we don't really know. I know that in the tests that they've done recently in Geneva, Switzerland, they had to stop because people were getting so sick. So that's certainly not a good sign. Hmm. Any new research out there that really should scare us? The only thing that really should scare us is this calcium issue that I spoke about, which is exceedingly important because calcium is the glue of your cells, and that's the Martin Paul research that was revealed in 2013. So that means that if you, do, if you have leaky calcium in your cells, your transmitters, your neurotransmitters are not going to be firing properly. It's probably the reason there's so much ADD and ADD digital dementia is now we have a, an official disease called digital dementia, why there's so much panic, depression, and the inability to focus. So I think that's really the kicker out there. There was some new research in 2018 where it showed some toxicology tests just demonstrated that there's a real risk of cancer when you're using any kind of EMF device. And if we've gone from 2 to 3 to 4, now to 5G, when do we go to 6G? Well, that's the question, because every 10 years they seem to roll something out. But consider this. In 2G, which was rolled out in about 1996, there were 17,000 antennas, George. 3G came out 10 years later, 2006, we're up to about 190,000. 4G, which we all have now, it's 200,000. They're feeling that when it's 5G and beyond, we'll go to 13 million. 13 million? Because you need an antenna every 4 to 10 feet from your homes. Every 4 to 10 feet? The better conductivity, yes, which means you'll have all kinds of lovely and environmentally beautiful uh, 
poles near your home so that you can... Four to ten feet? It's about four to ten homes, actually. Mm -hmm. They'll be all over the place. That's right. And some some researchers are talking about siting these antennas every three to 12 homes in residential areas so that it'll be at every single block in downtown. Will we still have 4G, or do they eliminate that? No, they don't. Right now, they're not eliminating it. See, in order for 5G to activate, you still need the 4G, so that's where the densification comes into play, and that's where all the EMF symptoms become even more intense. How far are we advanced than other nations? Has anybody else come out with 5G? Do we have any case studies already? Well, we know that when they introduced it in Geneva, people had problems. But people now in Brussels, are there's a moratorium to stop the 5G rollout, and other countries are, are now going the same route. Really? Yeah, so there are real issues that are now emerging. And again, introducing My something God. like 5G to the public without any single biological test is like making a drug available without a test to prove its safety. So you don't do that, if not if you're responsible. Why isn't uh, any scientific arm coming forward, maybe they are, I haven't heard about it, to try to get this stopped or some kind of legislation to say enough is enough, this has not been tested, this could be a disaster, we don't need it now? Why isn't anybody doing that? That is such a good question, and and they are doing it. I mean, they've gone to the United Nations, to the European Union. Who's they? All the sci- about 140 different scientists from all over the world have gone and I- issued petitions. And there was re- recently a meeting, uh, I think it was in, in February or March of this year, that, that the Congress held where all the telecom executives were there, and they, they just boldly suggested that they had no testing to prove the efficiency of 5G, and nobody questioned them. Economically, Anne, why are the fo- cell phone companies doing this? Are okay. they going to make more money, sell more phones, things like that? Absolutely. It's a trillion-dollar industry. And from what I understand, the cell phone industry is six times that of the pharmaceutical industry. So you can imagine the multi-trillions of dollars that this is going to... So everybody's going to run out and want to get a 5G phone once 5G is all over the place because you want it faster and quicker. Yeah, but you can opt out. You don't necessarily... The only way that 5G is activated is if you have a device where you can hook into the antenna. So you don't need to get a 5G phone because you can still use your 4G. That's really what the caveat is here. How dangerous is having a 5G phone with you on your body as opposed to a 4G phone? Well, what we're, we're figuring is because of the beam, because this is a more directed beam and it's more intense and you're just exacerbating the risk of cancer if you're carrying it in your pocket, then we've got lower sperm, we've got lower motility. If you're carrying it on your hips, perhaps problems with hips. I think that there are areas that are, that are very disconcerting to people. So it's like the 4G on steroids. The fertility rate for males has gone down. Could it be because of phones? Well, many researchers believe that, and I do too. And it's not just the fertility rate among males. It's the fertility rate among females as well. And look at the breast cancer rates. And we talked about the problems with thyroid cancer now being almost epidemic in terms of people under the age of 20. So you've got non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, you've got pancreatic cancer, you've got thyroid cancer. I mean, this is the kind of thing we can look forward to because we're accumulating so many of these non-ionizing radiation frequencies. And it's a disease of accumulation, George. You know, a little exposure here and there is not a problem. It's that we're exposed daily to multiple devices. You remember the VHS tapes for movies? Oh, yes. And then, of course, we moved to DVDs. 
And guess what? Everybody had to go out and get a DVD player. It's much like this, isn't it? It's much like this, and the most disconcerting thing that I think we have to face is that we simply don't know how to affect our health, and that's what the issue is. What about the animals, Anne Louise? You know, dogs that are outside all the time and stuff like that. Do we we see any symptoms with them? We see symptoms with the bees. I mean, many individuals feel that the exacerbated EMF epidemic has affected the beehives and the collapse of the beehives. So we're seeing that all over the place, and there are many environmentalists that really decry this kind of thing, with birds falling out of the air and that type of a thing. If you take the three things you've already mentioned, that's the magnesium, the hemp seed oil, and the rosemary herbs, does that matter with 5G, or does it just help? No, that helps because you're still protecting the cell membrane. You want to keep that cell membrane very fluid and very strong so that toxins don't leak in and calcium doesn't leak out. That's exceedingly important. And one other thing that I tell everybody, George, you know, it's not that we're just immersed in this non-ionizing EMF radiation. We're still getting x-rays. We're getting CAT scans. There's nuclear reactor emissions, fallout reactions as well that that we're still exposed to. So I tell everybody at least twice a week to take a special bath to bathe away the radiation toxins, and that's the salt and soda bath that I learned, oh, about 40 years ago from my teacher that worked with the atom bomb developers in New Mexico. Now, when you talk about opting out, what does that mean, basically? With, well, basically with this? what I'm saying is that you don't have to buy the device. You don't the have 5G to. device. So you don't have to. The only way that you get exposed to the 5G rays is if you have a device which activates it. So you don't have to get a 5G phone. I think we should all boycott 5G phones. Well, can't you get bombarded, though, from it? Or, or do you physically have to have the phone? You physically have to have the phone to have that activated. But you're still being bombarded by 4G, which is, the, which is almost like the Trojan horse here. Yeah, I mean, that's been going on for how many years now? Well, too many years, because we started seeing all these deleterious problems with people's health. I'd say about 20 years ago is when I first started seeing it. And the only real root cause that I could figure out for not just my clients, but for myself, because I had a parotid gland tumor, was the enormous use and exposure that we were getting to these electromagnetic fields. And when the original testing was done on cell phones, it was done with a 200-pound man who was about six feet tall that was using a 20-minute per day exposure. You're not doing that anymore. You're exposed morning, noon, and night is what the issue is. So it's not like lead or asbestos or tanning beds or any of the other public health issues of days gone by. You can't turn it off until you take other precautions. This is... uh... Truly unbelievable, Anne. Yeah, it's unbelievable because we're so blissfully unaware because it's an inconvenient truth. When I first wrote the book and you and I chatted, and I think we chatted a little, I think it was 10 years ago, George. Yeah, I think it was at least in the beginning. And people were not at all involved with this, and people were so upset about me even talking about this. But it was because of enlightened self-interest. I had a parotid gland tumor. My patients weren't getting well no matter what I did. I provided... I prided myself on having every cutting-edge technology under the sun. So I had to look, you know, beyond the pale, so to speak. And that's when I found the EMF connection. And it wasn't tremendously alien to me because I had studied with a woman that taught me about the problems with radiation, regular radiation, the ionizing radiation from x-rays and airplane travel and emission from nuclear reactors. So this wasn't terribly alien, but, you know, I'm a nutrition major. I majored in nutrition, drama, and religion. So this is a whole arena where I was certainly out of my comfort level. 
And uh, what made you get involved in this aspect? Because I was so frustrated not being able to help my people, and I had really prided myself in having everything that I considered to be cutting-edge and avant-garde. I know the best saliva tests, the best hair tests, the best sputum tests, the best stool tests. You name it, I know the best testing. And I couldn't find any common thread that would explain the chronic anxiety, the fatigue, the aches and pains, the dizziness, and all the other things that we've been talking about that really connected all their symptoms. And that's when I looked into the research of Martin Paul, who is the uh, Washington State University professor emeritus that I mentioned, and he talked about that calcium leak in the cells, and I thought that was the real kingpin. Well, you've done some great work here, Anne Louise. Uh, let's see what happens. I mean, has it been frustrating for you, or do you feel like you're making some headway? Well, the interesting thing now is that we have this Internet Summit that's coming up. Uh, I think it's August 26th. I know that there's a link on, the, on your site there and Coast to Coast. So there's this Internet Summit where thousands and hundreds of thousands of people are going to learn about the dangers of EMFs and how to protect ourselves from the scientists that are doing the real work and the activists that are out there morning, noon, and night. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.